Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes. I found these guys through um, his management that actually reached out to me, and boy was I pleasantly surprised, and I know you will be too, so I don't want to take a lot of time. I want to get to it very quickly, but before I do, I'm going to do a song off one of my older records. It's called Blood is Thicker Than Water, and when we come back, we'll be with Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes. You better know it.
Hey guys, we're back on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas, and my guest today, Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes. And when I say the Sunday Shakes, it's just the bass players shaking it up today, right, <laughs> Ricky? Um, Josh is your drummer, correct? Yeah. And uh, you know, and 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 of course, there's a big, um, you know, there's. It's always been said out there: Are drummers really musicians? Yeah. What's the consensus? I'm just he kidding. My drummer sure. definitely is, and I, I, I give him a hard time all the time. But I'm so happy to have you in the studio today, and I, I guess this is probably a very comforting position for you because I understand you grew up around radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. My stepdad's uh, dad owned a owned a radio station for a while. Yeah. And Did so it was. I was just kind of in and out of there as a kid. Really? Did you ever have any aspirations of having a show or anything? No, not really. I I always liked music, though. I was always well, tell me, You know, I, I, I got to know you through your management, and I'd really love to hear you talk to me about how you got started. I'm so impressed with your style. It's To me, you know, I, it says rock, but it's kind of like a southern rock, but it, it's also a little bit of country and Americana in some of those uh, songs as yeah, well. So absolutely. Tell me, tell me about where you're from and what, uh, you know, what your influences were and how you got to where you are today. I was born and raised in Mineral Wells, Texas. Okay. Um, so you're kind of a Fort Worth boy, huh? Yeah. Grew up a lot on the Fort Worth scene. Um I started playing guitar when I was 11. My grandfather played guitar. Uh, I always thought it was cool, looked up to him, and I've loved music from a young age. By the time I was 15, I was pretty well convinced that's what I wanted to do for a living. And, you know, my uh, parents and teachers didn't quite understand what that would look like, you know, so they... Discouraged it? Not not discouraging, just kind of like, uh, you know, be be careful with that. And um, my parents have, you know, always been pretty supportive of it. But uh, I started playing gigs as soon as I could drive and get myself there. And uh, underage kiddo, huh? Yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Sneak it and, in those bars. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of them we snuck in. Some of them we were just like. Hey, we're obviously kids. We can right. You got to get the special band, or they yeah. give you an X on your hands to make sure they don't serve Color you the alcohol. Whole hand black. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I was uh, twenty-one, I got a gig playing lead guitar for Colton Moore, and uh, I toured with him heavy for about three years. What um, was that like? Was uh, it eye-opening for you? Yeah, yeah. It was a blast. We we were just kids, and we were learning as we went. But, um, you know, Col- Colton was always a sharp kid. Had you been out of Texas? Was it an opportunity yeah, for you I'd, to see the world? I'd and... been out of Texas quite a few times. Uh, but we did get to see some new stuff, see some stuff I'll probably never see again. And a lot of, a lot of firsts, you know, like going on an out-of-store or out-of-state tour with a band um playing that much and that consistently gets you uh, a lot of practice so you're playing better well you know i have a lot of friends that um and, and 
now especially that are touring a lot because the music business has changed so much and with all the streaming and everything that we have available to us the only way for you to really make it these days as an independent artist is just to get out there and play yeah and i don't think people really understand what it takes to do these gigs night after night week after week you know traveling setting up your gear being there for sound check hanging out, playing three, some of them three and four hour sets now. Um, you know, I've got a lot of people calling all the time. And as you know, I, I don't know if I even told you this, but I've been playing in a band for decades now. Oh, nice. And I went from being able to play those 10 to 2 gigs to now I'm like, no, I'm a, pretty much a 90 minute to 2 hour girl. Yeah. You know, because it's so hard on your voice. It's hard on your body. Um, but I I admire people that are able to do it and, and continually do it. And because we have the Guitar Sanctuary venue, we have a lot of bands come in through. And I sit down with them and talk to them about it. And, you know, I get to hear a lot of these road stories of, you know, what it is that they've been through. And, of course, I've done it myself. But people don't recognize exactly what it is that you go through. So Yeah, it takes um, a lot. It gets exhausting, especially it, as, a, as an independent artist. I'm... Uh, as of right now, you know, I'm doing my own booking and on top of that, having to advance the shows on top of that promotion and just kind of wrangling everything together. And it's, writing because you 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 write yeah. all your songs, correct? I mean, I as I looked yep. through all of your um, songs, it looked like everything out there is pretty much your writing. Yeah, the new record has uh, the new record has a song on it that Colton wrote and uh, me and Ricky have five or six co-writes cool. throughout there cool. but everything else i've uh i've written so ricky you've been with this guy for what six years now yeah about six years now i uh started off i was booking him uh, at a bar that i worked at that's how we that's how this friendship kind of transpired was i was a uh, you know a a guy that just played at the house i never even played in front of anybody before and then started hanging out with him and he was pretty infectious in that sense and kind of started dragging dragging stuff out of me and encouraging me to do it and uh yeah it, that's how everything changed for me and how i got here so well you guys are starting to look alike i don't know if anybody's ever said that to you but you guys could yeah. actually be brothers and i know in another sense of the word well, you, you probably are especially playing in a band together for six years it um, still happens occasionally somebody i've known for years is like your brother ricky and i was like I, he's he's my brother but not what you're thinking you know? <laughs> well so you grew up in a family that obviously if your stepdad had a radio station was he playing uh, the kind of music that you were lis listening to or they tell were, me about uh, your influences they were mainstream country at the time but it was also the 90s so it was some cool stuff was uh, well, that was a, a lot of crossover was happening out of the country. Yeah. But, um, and I remember they were playing some of the first, uh, like, Texas country and Red Dirt stuff that they would get. They started playing uh, some of that. And they had, like, Sunday they had the gospel show that they always did, just like classic gospel music. Cool. I always thought that was cool. I yeah. love that. Well, you know, the, those are all influential in Texas music. And as we, as I travel around and I talk to people about what they like about Texas music, I think probably the biggest thing that I hear from everybody is that we do have our own sound. I mean, 
honestly don't you don't you guys oh, yeah. hear that and and the influences of not just um country but but also blues and rock and, of course, southern gospel, big. I, I talked to a lot of these country artists, so many of them. And like me, we started playing in church, you know, because right. that was the only audience we could get in front of, right? And I laugh about how it's actually pretty good because most of the time they want more music and less preaching. So, yeah. <laughs> but, so tell me about those early years for you and how you got, how you know, how you really kind of honed your craft. Were you, was it in the bars or were you... What were you doing? Did you coffee houses? Because I know that's big now, too. I did, I did coffee houses and bars and uh, any anywhere that would let a 16, 17-year-old kid play. I had a friend in high school. Uh, his name was Kaysen, and uh, we'd show up with two acoustic guitars. And I, I started writing songs right after I learned how to play guitar. My first songs, I was 12 years old, and they were um, awful. Just terrible, terrible songs. Uh, I doubt they were terrible, but you know how we all has to start yeah, have to start somewhere. Sure. But were you one of those kids that had lots of um, stories in your mind? Did you always yeah. feel like you? Yeah, I'd had always this been gift? pretty creative. Yeah, and uh, so I started writing songs, and then I was in high school. And like I said, when we got my driver's license, we started playing. Uh, yeah, a lot of coffee houses, a lot of open mic nights. Uh, we'd go to like the Ridgely Theater had an open mic night there in Fort Worth, and we'd go over there on uh, school nights. I mean, Thursday night, get over there Tuesday night and stuff. Um, a lot of stuff in Fort Worth, anywhere we could. I love those. Uh, I, I love the fact that they have those open mic nights. In fact, I was just up in in Woodstock and we went to an open mic night. I don't ever do that, but we. I was in Woodstock. I was like, I'm gonna sing while I'm in Woodstock. I mean, I'm such a hippie chick. It was like my kind of people, right? Yeah. And I. It was on a Monday night, and I'll tell you, there was like 35 people on the list. And I sat through that and ended up singing it that night as well. But what I loved the most is it was all these people that seemed like they come a lot. You know, they the, the audience, in fact, the guy that was running it said, you know, these, these people come every Monday night to hear what's going on around here. And no matter who it was, no matter if it was really good or not good at all, they all clapped and they all made them feel good. And I thought that was just a wonderful thing. And there were kids, you know, there was a couple of young guys there that you could tell that was the first time they ever sang in front of people. And they were clearly scared to death. Right. And I thought it was so cool that the people were so engaged that they sat there and listened and clapped at the end. Because, you know, it's it's hard when you especially if you're just playing at home and you yeah. don't have anybody to play in front of. It's a whole different feeling when you're sitting there looking at people you don't even know and trying to convince them of your of your song and your gift. Right. I've, uh, for probably about five years now, I've run a, an open mic there in Mineral Wells every Monday night. All right. And, and where's uh, that at? So we can so we got some people uh, that Crazy Eights. Okay. Sports yeah. Bar and Grill and Mineral Wells. All right. Uh that's where that's where I'm doing it right now. Uh like I said, it's every Monday. I was just just there last night. Um So if is, you guys are is, listening, you're out in that area and you want to get up there and play your songs, come on go on over to Crazy Eights with Brian Wilcox on his open mic night and uh and let's see what you got, right? Yeah. It's uh it's Mineral Wells on a Monday night, so there's not always a lot of people, but sometimes there's uh, quite a crowd. Like last night we had a good crowd, and we've got a guy that comes in every Monday that 
when he first started coming in was kind of shy and wasn't very confident up there. And now, you know, we had a packed patio last night and he was up there. He's an older guy, plays older songs. Right. But he was up there just killing it. And you could tell the look on his face. He was just, he was happy. And that made me happy because I, that's why I do this. You Absolutely. Know, that, well, that's why that I rush. do this because I yeah. want people to feel good about what they're doing. And, you know, some people are going to be really great at it and some people are just going to be getting by, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. It's still, it's Absolutely. our life and we want to do something fun with it. Right. Absolutely. Well, I know you've done some traveling cause you wrote a song called seventh street, which I'm assuming is about somewhere that you were. Was it in Austin or was Austin. it in, Yep, I figured it was in Austin. I was listening to the lyrics of this song and thought, yeah, I can totally see him writing this song because of what he witnessed, you know, playing there. And so I want to play this song right now. When we come back, I want to talk about this new record that you've got coming out, the the path that it took to do that. But you've been playing music for a while. You've got some music out there. So if you guys haven't heard of Ryan Wilcox before, you need to check him out. He's got tons of streams on Spotify. I was really impressed with how many people have discovered you, and I'm sorry it's taken me this long to do it. But I've got a couple songs on my playlist already. So we're going to play 7th Street from Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes right here on Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll be right back talking about his new record dropping November the 3rd. So we're going to definitely remind you of that. We'll be right back. out and kisses the moonlight far back so sweeping the floor people laugh and congregate on the sidewalk smoking just outside of the door the fortunate ones already found someone to keep them company for the night it's just broken glass and tourists country music purists cops and cabs giving out rides Meanwhile on 7th Street You're standing closer than you need to be You can barely keep your hands off me And I hadn't felt this alive in a long time Boy, on 7th Street Something about the way you're feeling tonight Makes me want to roam the streets till dawn You gracefully shuffle your way down the asphalt Carrying your purse and shoes Just a couple passers Giving us the eyes Cause they probably smell the sweat now boots Oh, we're on 7th Street You're standing close than you need to be Barely keep your hands off me And I hadn't felt this alive In a long time Before I'm seven
staring at us jealously. They don't know that you won't ever be mine. Over on Seventh Street, you're standing closer than you need to be. You can barely keep your hands off me. I hadn't felt this alive in a long time. Over on Seventh Street, on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest Ryan Wilcox and he's got his bass player here Ricky Harris and he was just telling me since we were talking about these uh you know whatever karaoke or um you know these these nights that you can get up and sing tell me what what's the deal you had some kind of a fun time in Nashville at some place called Santa's Pub yeah it was uh it basically was a double wide uh mobile home that was turned into a bar and not just any bar, a karaoke bar. And they were super serious about their karaoke business there. And we were having a good time and we went and saw more of the city. And there wasn't many people there when we left. And when we came back, maybe an hour, two hours later, the place was packed and people were just circled around whoever was singing. And I mean, just hopping them up to no end. And it was incredible. And we go outside because it's a little stuffy and we run into about five, six Santa Clauses out front claiming to <laughs> be there for a Santa school that, they, that they'd that they all uh, applied to and just going on and on telling us about how how they were in Nashville for the Santa school and they were trying to recruit me. Well, yeah, looking even... at you, I mean, you definitely got the beard. It's not white, yeah. though. You'd, no, have to, you'd, you'd have to bleach that thing. He claimed to have bleached it that color white. I was like, there's no way, man. I'm not bleaching this thing. <laughs> It'll, it'll get there. It'll be wide enough yeah, it, soon enough, one baby. Day, I'm sure. A couple decades of, of being on the road with yeah, your so bands. If, you, if you're ever out in Nashville, I highly recommend stopping by Santa's Pub. Santa's Pub. And if yeah. you uh if if you want to be a, a what, a mall Santa or a Santa Claus for somebody, I guess they have a school in Nashville at Santa's Pub. I don't think the I don't think you have to have the certification, but it would definitely help. Uh, <laughs> definitely yeah, looks good well, on you your know, Santa I, resume. I'm, I laugh about it because, you know, I've had to hire a Santa for 30-something years now because I run a nonprofit, and we do an outreach every year. And um, actually, do, we've had to hire Santa several times because we do a big outreach. But we've had some that were really good, and we've had a few that are a little bit persnickety. And I'm like, dude, you can't be Santa and not Start love kids. Start like, asking for that degree from the I mean, Santa school. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, are you, yeah, are you legit? Have you, are you certified? Are you certified? <laughs> well, so talk to me about this new record you've got coming out in, um, in November. Where'd you cut it? And, and you know, so tell me about that process. Um, I've been working for the last few years on a lot of different projects with, uh, Chad Malden out of, uh, KSIJ studio or K, KSIJ. I always get the numbers mixed up. It's an old radio station out in Gladewater that's been converted into a recording studio. Uh, Malden Productions. He's a great guy, great to work with. 
Um, Has he done anything for you in the past? Anything he's that... done. This will be his third studio record to do for us. Okay, because I, I, I really records. dig it. I, it's not overproduced, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm really impressed because you're a trio, right? You guys yes. travel as a as a trio with the bass and drums and guitar, and man, you got a big sound coming out. Yeah, we uh, we go into the studio and try to make a good record that'll that'll sound good no matter what you're listening to it through or on. And, uh, then our live show, we do, we do our best to replicate that. And I think we do a pretty good job. Other people have told me we do a pretty good job of it. So. Well, I've, I listened to your live record and I gotta be honest with you. There's some really great takes on that of songs that you've done in the studio clearly. Yeah, yeah. And I could, the energy, of course I, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a live music junkie myself. I love to go out and see bands live. Usually I see them live and then I want to go listen to all their stuff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like once I, I see them and I've experienced it, but um, it's the other way around here on a lot of times because a, a lot of you guys, I don't ever discover until the show. And then when I go out and see you, I'm never disappointed, but I can tell by that live record that you guys really do. Uh, you've, you've got it down. You've got a lot of energy. It seems like you really have, you, you put out a lot of um, sound for three guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh kind of a glorified punk rock show when you come see us <laughs> come see us live we just we get up there and a lot of camaraderie our, between the three of you guys yeah try to play our hearts out and um you know we're all we're all good friends that translates pretty well i think on stage i've known i've known our drummer me and him were four years old when we met oh my god so i've known him wow almost my whole life wow that's cool. And then you you guys here, you yeah, and Ricky have been yeah. playing for six years. And obviously you were a big fan of his already when you got involved. Did, were you already playing bass? Uh, no. Whenever I started off, we actually started off as a four-piece band. And we played one show that way. And uh, the, the bass player at the time was in multiple bands. And he just went with the one that was more convenient with him. And which we all understood. It was just kind of ill-timing at the time. And... We had already had a bunch of stuff booked and a residency and, you know, Ron was kind of a little bit on edge about the whole situation, but I was like, hey, man, I know the songs, I get a bass, that place has a, you know, their own house rig there, so that was half the battle, all I needed was a guitar, and I just kind of, uh, I was nervous about it, I've, I've dabbled playing bass, but I never took myself as a bassist, now, now I'm definitely 100% a bassist, I, I play that instrument more than I play anything else, and I love it. I absolutely transitioned. He was like, "Yeah, well, you'll play a few shows like this, man. I'll find somebody." And you got geez, into almost you, seven you, years later. I'm still digging it, huh? Yeah, and it, you know, it actually got me in another gig with uh, Colton Moore as well, and um, so that worked out in my favor because it would have been too many guitarists and not enough bassists if uh, if I'd have never learned how to play. You know, so classic. Yeah, classic, classic gig, man. Too many guitar players. Uh, <laughs> Don't but, say that too loud. <laughs> my husband would hate you. <laughs> no, but uh, I've, uh, my first instrument was guitar, and uh, I love it. And uh, but bass has totally just taken over my my whole philosophy now. Like I write from that perspective now, or at least with that more in mind now. And I hear bass. That's the first instrument I hear now. You know, it's kind of one of those things you're primary instrumentation or whatever you do that's kind of what sticks out to you most right and so yeah now i'm definitely picking up more on bass and 
drum patterns and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So you guys, you I understood you to say you guys are co-written a bunch of songs on this next record coming out, right? We have one one co-write on the next record, I think. Okay. Um, it's the title track, Sleepwalking Dreams. I love that song, and I would be playing it, except it has yeah. one little cuss word in it, so we can't play it on the radio, but I absolutely love that song. And I, In fact, I said that to you, and I've certainly said that word that's not allowed to be said on the radio before, so I'm not going to get upset with you for it, but I do understand. Um, but, yeah, so tell me, you, you're, we're dropping that on November the 3rd, Yes. Right? And right now you've got three singles that are out from that four. record. All four. four of them. Sleepwalking Dreams, the title track was the last single, and it just dropped on Friday. Okay. So um, so you guys go check it out. It's really going to be a great record. And also, are you going to do a CD release or an album release coming up for that? We're doing we're doing one, full, one more full band show after that record comes out okay. uh, for the rest of the year. It's okay. a couple weeks after that record actually comes out the weekend that my little brother's getting married. Okay. So like I'm busy that weekend. <laughs> I guess so. But I'm, uh, you going to do I've a show got, after that? I've got that. one more show booked at, uh, Magnolia Motor Lounge there in Fort Worth. Cool. And, uh, I'm trying to work on something else. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, let me know, and I'll definitely be sure to tell our listeners about not it. Not doing uh, but, CDs, uh, but we're doing vinyls. Oh, cool, uh, cool! I love that. I mean, I you know, my daughter got me back into vinyls because she's just one of those kids that lives in a different decade. She's an old soul, and uh, and I went through some boxes that I had and found some old records that I had that I have forgotten about. And I don't know about you guys, but do you listen to vinyl? Yeah, I have. Quite I a few absolutely of them. love. That feeling I get, it takes me back when I drop that needle and I hear the shh, yeah. you know, oh, I mean, yeah. and I get it, you know, but we've gone digital and everything is so clean and, but I, I don't know, I personally love that feeling and I love to hear that. And of course I, I grew up with, with that kind of thing. In fact, I, I my first car had an eight track tape player in it. That tells there you how you old go. I am. <laughs> and I've been through it all, eight tracks, cassettes, CDs, and, uh, you know, uh, but in fact, my daughter, when she was real little, we, you know, I got it, got the record player for her, and she tried to play one of my CDs on her record player, and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> but um, so you got an album coming out too? You, you pressed vinyl on this record? Yep. Cool. Yes, we do. Cool. Well, I want to get you to play a song for us because uh, you got the guitar here, and yes, I, I like I said, I've, I've totally heard you. not prepared. You're not prepared? Well, that's okay. We like things on the fly. <laughs> and tell me about this song it's called halo and i absolutely love it this is one of the first songs i uh i wrote for the new record i uh i'd recently gotten married and was like i i writing, didn't even i forgot to ask you about like, that so yeah. you're married now yes uh i've been married for two a little over two years, not quite two and a half. Can we give a shout out to your sweet wife? Yeah, Brandy. Brandy. I don't know if she'll ever hear this. That's all right. <laughs> Somebody will. Yeah, she. Yeah, Brandy. She's my. Uh, she's my wife, my best friend, and we. Uh, I said we we'd been together for years. Finally got married, and then. Uh, 
you know, that was just, I was all in my head about that and just had some cool, some cool lines that I'd been working on and was like, you know, I'm just going to write a sweet kind of love song. And it, I think it came out great, uh, well enough that I'm putting it on the record twice, you know, an acoustic version and a full band version, but that one's available on any streaming platforms right now. That was our second single off the new record. I love it. And I, when I saw that you um, had an acoustic version coming out with the record, I was like, I know you got your guitar today. I'm going to yeah. have him play it for us. Well, um, first of all, let me just say, Brandy, honey, I get it. I know what you're in for with having a husband that's a musician <laughs> that's gone a lot. And hopefully you understand and do did understand that before you said I do because it's a tough life. Yeah, she's great. She's but it's also a beautiful life, and especially when they write a song about you. Yeah. So we're going to have Halo right now with Ryan Wilcox right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Come on, Ryan, do it for us. All righty. been a good man as far as anyone's concerned I've never been a wise man handing out comfort in words I never saw an angel till I laid eyes on her now I'm just working for my halo Rather never be a millionaire from the songs that I write. I couldn't say the right thing if we talked all night. I couldn't keep a clean slate if I painted it white. But I'm still working for my halo. Strobing on her harp and floating six feet off the ground You know I'd chime in on the chorus But I'd probably bring her down Seven, eight insanes with every melody she plays And I couldn't buy my seat in heaven If they were giving them away her feet deserve far more than streets of gold And I'm still working for my halo Looking in the mirror every morning Never knew what I saw Talking about the future like it didn't really matter at all Long gas and fading fast till she came along Now I'm just working for my halo Strobing on her harp and floating six feet off the ground You know I chime in on the course but I'd probably bring her down Serenading saints with every melody she plays And I couldn't buy my seat in heaven If they were giving them away 
Well, her feet deserve far more than streets of gold And I'm still working for my halo Yeah, I'm just working for my halo That's a beautiful song, and so I've got a favorite, definitely. And oh man, that made me kind of get verklempt a little bit over here. Um, clearly, you have a wonderful relationship with her, and what a beautiful thing, Brandy. I hope you are listening because that is a beautiful song. And I can't think of anybody that wouldn't want a song like that written about him. So we'll be right back here on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Ryan Wilcox. And, um, yeah, I need to go get a tissue. (laughs) Well, I'm back, and I got myself together because that kind of got me a little beclimped over there. Um, I got to tell you, honey, I I think you really just by yourself have it all going on but I, I i do love the band thing and i get it i'm a singer myself but if i could play and sing like you do i'd be doing that a lot yeah. <laughs> i gotta tell you it's beautiful well you've got this new record coming out we're gonna we're gonna play the live version of mexican wind which is on an, another album but um halo that you just heard as he said he's gonna you know have both versions on this new record and um i can't wait to hear everything else that you have on there you gave me a list of songs that you've that you'd like me to play and i just started listening to everything that you have and you've been playing for what about eight years seven years did i see that 2016 maybe when you first came out with your new record uh, 2014, 2014 was my first solo okay. record all right i put out two records with uh Colton Moore before that. Uh, okay. And then I put out one more record with Colton since then, and then a, about six or seven singles. So you got a lot of streams on Spotify. Yeah. What, what, what do you think did that? How do you think you got that going? What Do you remember playing um, some shows that might have really got that going? Or I'm Mexican always interested Wind, in knowing. I, I wrote Mexican Wind. I uh, didn't even really want to put it on the record. I told Ricky I didn't want to put it on the record, and he was like, dude, that's a really good song. Put it on there, I think. What was your reservation? I'm curious. It, I don't even remember. I just remember not wanting to put it on there, just because I'm, I'm just hard on myself. When yeah. I write songs, I'll write stuff and be like, this isn't good, and then I'll be like, I'll release it, and it ends up being a good one. Like someone, something that people really like or connect with. And um, Mexican Wind, we released... We released the record, and then about a month after, I, I want to say a month before we released it, I sent it to like Shane Hollinger out at the ranch. Yeah. And he started playing it on the radio like the next day. And uh, that was like a confidence boost. Uh, we released the record, and about a month, month and a half later, it got added to a bunch of the big like nationwide Spotify like Spotify playlists. Yeah. And um I saw that helped. It. <laughs> that helped. Yeah, that helped a lot and then it just kept growing and growing and growing. 
over the next few years. And so we've been keeping our numbers pretty high. And I'm just hoping to get to the next level, keep them. Well, you know, um, I always tell people all the time, people are coming out to see you play. And they're they're listening to you. They're putting you on this on their playlist. So there's you you've arrived. Yeah. You're already doing way better and more than mo- most people that you know are out there trying to make it. And when I say make it, I you know I don't know. I think if you're playing music and you're having a good time, you've made it because this journey it it shouldn't be gauged on how many people you play to. It should be gauged on are you having are you enjoying your life? Yeah. You know are you do you feel like you've you know committed to something that you really can say this is what my purpose is for sure and i think you have i was talking to my wife about that the other day that like again i am hard on myself and i'm always i'm always striving to get to the next level and do better and do bigger things um but i was just telling her the other day that it's like at the end of the day i make a living doing something i'm passionate about Mm-hmm. And I've done it long enough that I've got, I've got a career in it. It's mm-hmm. not just, it's not just something I do as a hobby mm-hmm. or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. to the point where decisions I'm making are not based on, oh, is this going to allow me to do music in my free time? They're the decisions I'm making are more like, all right, now that, now that I've kind of dug myself in how can i make this better and how can i make it bigger and uh it's a good feeling man it makes you happy i got good friends got a good gig with the music thing good wife um got a good dog and a good cat <laughs> there's not what, much more I can what ask else do you need <laughs> brother <laughs> well tell me about this song you're gonna do for me uh this is ready to fall this was actually the first single that was released off of the new record um kind of just a song I feel like everybody's kind of been in a situation like that or most people have of just a a relationship that you're trying to end and uh, they just kind of keep trying to work their way back in or draw you back into their whole their whole mess they've got going on Boy, I don't know anything about that. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do. I've been, been uh, yeah, I've been around the block a few times, but, um, but not, not, not you, Geo. Just in case you're listening to this show, I'm not talking about you, honey. But yeah, I, I, I've definitely had my share of, of staying in too long. Have y'all ever done that? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and because uh, you just don't want to go through the heartache and the pain of what it's going to do to to let it go, but. Sometimes it's just better to walk away. Well, I, I I can't wait to hear it. We're right here, live with you, baby. Let's do it. All right. I thought I left you in a memory. The distant echoes of footsteps down my hall. I didn't call you, but still you're here. Like a teardrop that's hanging round and ready to fall. Nothing left that you could learn from me I tried to tell you but you're not listening now 
You've been searching for a remedy, but you're too far gone to ever figure it out. Shaking your chains off again and again, cutting me loose just to reel me back in. Playing your games with my heart, and I tell you every time it's the last time that I'm falling for. Your voice is ringing like a melody But I can't believe the words that come out of your mouth You only tell me what I want to hear When you're drunk and there's no other better option around Shaking your chains off again and again Cutting me loose just to reel me back in Playing your games with my heart And I tell you every time it's the last time that I'm Shaking chains off again and again Cutting me loose just to reel me back in Playing your games with my heart And I tell you every time it's the last time Oh, I tell you every time it's the last time That I'm falling for it I thought I'd left you in a My goodness. Well, I hate to say it, Ricky, but um, you, you might need to pick up the guitar a little bit because I like hearing him like that, you know, which is kind of nice because you do play guitar as well. And you guys could do some gigs where it's just the two of you. You know, I I don't know. He's got such a beautiful voice. And I, I, I just love that the residents in there, you know, you can hear that. Yeah, a little bit of an edge. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, how do people find you? <laughs> I'm sure you're on. I know you're yeah, on um, Facebook. I saw Facebook that. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Shakes. Instagram is at Ryan Wilcox Music. Uh, there's also Ryan Wilcox and the Sunday Um Our vinyl is available for pre-sale. Okay. On the website. Okay. Um, then Sp- Spotify. Kind of like what y'all said about the podcast. Is if, anywhere you listen to music, you can look up. Uh, Ryan Wilcox on the Sunday show. And it's R-Y-A-N for all of you out there. Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-X. Pretty simple spelling, but you never know today's world. I'm seeing yeah. all kinds of weird spellings on names. And with a name like Maylee, I always feel like I have to tell people yeah. how to spell things. But thanks so much for coming and doing this show with thanks me, honey. Me. I really appreciate it. And I know it was uh, it worked out that you happened to be over here by the studio, which is great for me. I'm glad to be back here once in a while. I know a lot of times I do things um now you know just uh remote but it's really nice when i can bring people in especially if they want to bring their guitar and play live which i, I would not have been able to figure that out uh, <laughs> doing the remote thing that's jackson when he was contacting me to set all this up he was like would you rather do it remote or in person i was like I'm pretty much going to have to do it Well, in I'd much now. rather do it in person. It's just yeah. most of the time these cats that I'm calling are too far away, and, you know, I, I get it, you yeah. know, trying to get over here all the way to, to North 
you know, the north-north part of Dallas, which we are in Allen, Texas, as where our studios are here, and I live in McKinney, but um, love to have you. Are you familiar with our store, the Guitar Sanctuary? Have you ever been That's, there? I've never been there, but uh, I've, I've definitely heard of it, and I was just talking to somebody the other day. They were... Uh, they were asking me, you know, like, you ever heard of this store? And I was like, man, I have, and I had to go check it out sometime. And then today you told me that that, that was yours. Or yeah, well, yours anytime school. you want to come out there, let me know. I happen to live right down the street, okay. so I'll be happy to meet you over there. And it's a candy store for guitar players, isn't that right? Yeah. I, I've got heard. I've got Carrie Langford in the studio with me, and for all of you out there, it's been a while. I'm glad to have Carrie back. He started the show with me. Oh, at three years ago, and right when the pandemic happened, and we lost him. Yep, I hibernated. Yeah, he did. He he hibernated, but he's back out, and so uh, we're gonna have a bunch of pictures. You guys check out our website. We have uh, TexasHomegrownMusic.com now, and you can see some pictures that Carrie's taken and. I've got my uh, my producer over there I'm looking at right now, Connor Caldwell, who many of you know as a DJ right here on KHYI. He also has a band, New Avenues, and we play their music once in a while. They actually got on stage for us last year at Texas Music Revolution. So we're back, baby. We're back in the studio once in a while. And so it's so good to have you here. And thank you so much, Ryan, for being here. Um, and Ricky, I'm, a nice little pleasure i didn't know you were going to be joining him too and i could see why they wanted to try to recruit you at santa claus you got a nice little beard there happening baby and i, I love facial hair so all three of y'all in here i'm gonna have to get a picture i'm just surrounded by a lot of facial hair today <laughs> well you're listening to texas homegrown music and we'll be right back i'll let you know what's coming up next but uh, once again thank you so much ryan thank and you, ricky Mayley. for being here and being a part okay. of the show and i look forward to having you back and i'll be sure to play some of your stuff once the the whole record hits so awesome. we'll thank be right back here on texas homegrown music Boy, what talent we had in here today. And I love that Ryan brought his guitar so he could play for us. So what a beautiful rendition of Halo and such a great song. Both of them were just tremendous. So be sure, check out his new record. But he's got a lot of music out there now that you can stream. And if you go to Spotify, you'll notice a lot of people have already discovered this guy. He's got lots and lots of listeners every month. And I'm just so happy that I had him in the studio today. So you guys... Thank you so much for every week. I get these um, emails from people saying they're listening to the show. I appreciate it. I got to tell you, a lot of the artists that I have on here are because you guys have reached out to me and told me you wanted me to have them on. So continue to do that. I'd love to find new artists and artists that have been out there gigging for a long time that I just didn't know about. So keep them coming. Mailey at TexasHomegrownMusic.com and I'll be sure to check it out and see if I can have them on the show. Once again, I've got to say thanks to my sponsors, Guitar Sanctuary, Burris Injury Law, and Cadillac Pizza Pub for making this possible every week. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And you know, I absolutely love this job and I love that I get to share great Texas music with you. So we'll see you this time next week right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Peace out, everybody.